Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Sweet Release Healing Roundtable. I am Andrea Lovett of Sweet Release Healing, and tonight we have with us Jenny Tiff, and Antoinette will be here when she fixes her technical issues with her phone and Riverside and all kinds of fun stuff. We also have our fantastic producer, Sharon, with us tonight. Oh, Gabby, someone on the TikTok, the TikTok. <laughs> I sound like I'm 85. Someone on TikTok chat was saying they can't wait to have a session with me next week. And I am very excited about it too, because they had a meltdown and that's it. They are ready to talk. I'm like, okay, I'm here for it. Okay. So I had a tantrum with spirit this morning, even though today's topic is witchcraft, I promise I'll loop it back in. So this morning I woke up with a dream. And I've been doing this lately. Now, I do not remember my dreams. I usually wake up in the morning feeling like I've left a boardroom meeting, like a huge boardroom meeting. And in leaving that meeting, <laughs> I am excited and exhilarated, but I'm also nervous because it's like, oh, man, we got a lot to work on. Like, how are we going to do this? Like, kind of feeling like you're excited, but damn. And I always wake up with that feeling. Well, lately, I have not been waking up with that feeling. Lately, I've been waking up at the tail end of a conversation that I've been having with people. Now, today has been an off day for me, for fucking sure. Not with work, but like mentality wise. Because I woke up this morning in conversation with Spirit about the men that I had had relations with this year. And we were talking about basically when I'm going to see them next, how I thought they were, what I liked and what I didn't like. And I felt like I was gossiping with like a trusted best friend and definitely felt feminine. And I felt like literally we were sitting at a table having tea, spilling the tea. And I was, it was, it was a pretty in-depth conversation that I will spare us all on now. But I was sitting there like, I woke up going, yeah, that's true. You know, I've, I just felt like it was fact. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's true. This one, that one. Yeah. The both. Yeah. Like just, and then I shook myself out of it. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? We don't go backwards. What? Mm, no, no, we're not doing that. Antoinette is still getting a connection error. Connection token error? What's a where's Morgan? Need Morgan. Sharon, is there any way you can help Antoinette, please? I don't I don't technology very well. We're trying to help you, Antoinette. We're trying to help you. Okay. But through the day, I had very odd conversations with spirit about these two men about when I see them again. And I'm like, no, mm -mm, mm -mm. one of them like hates me a little bit, a lot of it, because we did not end well. And then Another one, um, why won't this let me send this email? That's why. Sorry, one second. And then another one was sending, um, another spirit was sending me these visions of like future images of me with them. And I was like, no, no, we're not. Poor Tiffany got the brunt of it. Uh, so did poor Charity. I was like, no, 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 no. Which leads me to yesterday, Hecate, specifically her, sends me a spell. And now I haven't done candle spell work in at least a month. It's been a hot minute. Other than just like, writing my affirmations on a piece of paper and burning them in fire and waiting until the next full moon. 
to spread the ashes. And sometimes like if my hair is loose, I'll put my hair into the spell too. But like, this is my working spell. So those of us, those of you that can see us on video, I have a cute little holder. There's my hair like on the side and I put a mirror on it. So it's reflected and it's amplified because mirrors amplify. And then I have my little burning bowl on it and I have my loose hair strands in there. But as you can see, oh, that needle shouldn't be in there, but that's okay. All the ashes that I've been burning so far, just this, just this month, because I dismantled a bunch of my other spells and I was like, this is going to be good, right? And I made sure to check with Hecate, the main spell word bitch. I was like, this is right, right? And she was like, yeah, you got this. Hi, DG. She was like, yes, this is what you do. And she showed me, she was like, crack it, break it. And I was like, okay, cool. I cracked it and I broke it. And then when I was asking her today, I was like, the shit is going on right now. I cracked and broke those. And she went, shook her head at me and put her hands up like, oh, well. And then she basically was like, once you start it going, it's too fucking bad. I was like, wait, 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 what? What? And I was like, but it wasn't like, what if this doesn't work? Like I'm bringing me and another person together in romantic stuff. And she was like, it worked because he has a, he has the inkling of feeling for you. And we, and it's, it's got a wheels of time. It's got a blow when it's got wheels of time. I was like, uh -huh. no, I changed my mind. Hi, Mary. How are you? So word to the wise, word to the wise know what you're getting in for. And then she gives me a spell yesterday and it was two red candles in my handy dandy spell work. Now I'm a little gun shy on spell work lately at 7-Eleven. I've seen that so many times today. My God, it's 11. Okay. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like I've just, I just dismantled the whole thing. I took it all apart. Like there's not even salt in the bottom of it. Like I really just cleaned this. Are you serious? So she's like, bitch, get to work. So I put like the ring of sand and then I put the salt in the middle because that's how I like to do my spell work. And then she's like, you should probably put like a good healthy tablespoon of sugar in there too. And I was like, okay. So I just put it in the center like she's telling me to do. And then she shows me two red candles bound together with jute, like my handy dandy normal spells. And I was like, okay, my name is written on one and there is no name on the other. And I was like, okay. But I could see symbols at the bottom of the one with no name. And I was waiting for those to come up and they came up today. She gave me Gabo and Ingus. Ingus. Um, see, Jenny's fucking giggling now. She's cackling because, hi, Dominic. She knows what runes are. I very rarely know what runes are. So she shows, hi, Terry. She shows me both of these at the bottom of the one with no name. And then she has me do the one that's like the, the lightning boltish, the charged one for magic, for charging magic on the top of mine and the top of the no name one. The more you want face too. Now I'm scared. You're both making fucking faces. And now you didn't tell me that earlier. She's like, you withheld vital information. I didn't know. I just did what I was told. I was shown once so on this, or did you just no? Hecate no. She just she just showed me what to put on it, so I put on it. Okay. What did I do? Okay, so remember no, only one of the very first episodes, and I was like, I am of the theory that there's a fuck around and find out aspect to magic and to deities and to etc. <clears throat> <laughs> this was be where that comes in right just like she was like yeah do the thing except you didn't ask the question exactly the way that needed to be worded to get the answer that you were looking for so the answer was yes but the answer to what you were wanting was not the question that you asked so when it went sideways and you were like but i did what you said and she's like yeah but you didn't ask the right question i don't know what to tell you so with this one you said soilo right the lightning bolt one yeah, the one that goes like that and like then the up. It's the yeah. two slurts and the straight back. So that one is sunshine, literal sunshine, vitality, life force. Yeah, um, she said it was for amplifying magic. Yes. She was like, she said, now we're going to amplify it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> it's her. Uh, She's going to lead me wrong. 
Gabo is gift or sacrifice, right? So a sacrifice is a gift. So it's also a surprise cupcake and a present, but a sacrifice. And then Ingwaz is the god of fertility. <laughs> so you know how it's two X's and it makes a diamond in the middle? That's a perfect receptacle. If I get pregnant, I'm a puke. So I don't know fertility of what? But baby, you just planted a seed and you added miracle grow. Good fucking luck. Fuck you. Shit. 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 Oh no. Oh no. And that's a whole lot of X chromosomes, I'm just saying. You know when I said there was gonna be a lot of power? <laughs> that would be why. There was a lot of power to that one too. I told her I when I before I was getting when I was okay, back up. I when I was pulling everything out of my handy dandy shelf over there with all my stuff on it and I was putting it together, I felt like those pinpricks behind my eyes, like this is big energy and I'm gonna cry. And I told Tiff, I'm like, dude, I feel like I'm going to cry with this. And she was like, why? I was like, I don't fucking know. So when I set it up and I was wrapping it in the jute, like I got really tight and like, this is big. This is going to be huge. This is going to be like, you know, like life changing, like you leave something behind, but it's going to make everything amazing. So it feels very bittersweet. Like just like the sweet release healing, like sweet release of letting go so you can heal and move on to things. I felt that. And then when I lit it, it started going and it was all good. And then all of a sudden I got this very big, slow whoosh coming from it, traveling like from my knees up to my chest. And I was like, um, this has got a lot behind it. And I'm texting poor fucking Tiffany at the same time. And I'm like, something going on here. Like some, something not right. And it never occurred to me to ask more questions, which is fucking ridiculous because I'm the queen of why. When it comes to deities and tell me to do stuff, I'm like, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Rhiannon, maybe you are finally going to birth that book. We're sticking with that one. We're, I know that that's not it, but we're sticking with it. Anyhow, I know for a fact that that's not it. I so want it to be it. Fucking excited. <laughs> I'm not, and I am not in any form or fashion insinuating that there's negative connotations attached to this. No, I know it's not bad. It's just not my idea of good. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, that's <laughs> this is going to be the last time you fucking, oh, she's laughing. It's going to be the last time you talk me into shit. She's like, no, it's not. Every time I send you a spell, you're going to do it. Yeah, and you do you don't even think twice. You're like, yeah, sure. And it's like, did did she just hand you nuclear codes and you plucked them in? Like, do you what are you doing? This goes right in line with Nick's telling me, hey, I have a gift for you in the primordial fucking cave of human spirituality. And then there's a fucking oil slick climbing up my wall that I'm like, here, attached to my arm. And it turns into a fucking dragon named fucking Vac. <laughs> Why would I ever question them? Why would I? They're like, here you go. And I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you. It's already there. I don't have to ask anything about it. Like fucking spirit guides. I have to fucking ask him like, Hey, did I remember to brush my teeth today? And what the fuck are we doing today? And they're laughing at me too. Cause they withhold all the fucking time and wait for me to fucking say something. If deities and shit on the other side are just like, here you go, baby. I'm like, thank you. I didn't have to fight you for this. Thank you. I don't even fucking check. No, I didn't check for shit. You, 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 you check literally everything you are the queen of send it back make sure you understand and you're like which i do i do the same thing so the only reason i can laugh is because tears um, i don't i would expect that kind of behavior out of me more than you <laughs> like, let's be honest <laughs> oh god somebody put a six-month reminder in their calendar why <laughs> i don't know that's the words that came out of my mouth So there you go. Message delivered. Check back Hold in six on. months. Calculating. I am calculating in my mind. No, I just had my period. I'm fine. No, I'm good. That scared me too. That really scared me too. And then they were like, dipshit, you're finishing right now. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's right. Thank you for being fucking withholding. 
not so interesting wouldn't that end in april though yeah so we're also in an eclipse you did this on the eclipse for fuck's sake i did it yesterday when she told i did it today when she told me to i did it today tomato potato it's the same damn thing no those are very different things one's red thrown at you (laughs) wait what did i do i'm serious so normally and i'm gonna say we but really i mean me uh normally we don't do fuckery during the the eclipse portal again it was hecate she brought it right to me she stood right there in the way i always see her and it was her essence and she was like hey need you to do this i envy your faith and trust uh because some days i'm like you can thank tiffany for that one do i though you can thank tiff for that one well cheers I did a soul retrieval with her on Sunday, which highly recommend, by the way, <laughs> anybody's listening, sage and seer healing, holy fucking shit, but also holy fucking shit. <laughs> take the day. If you're going to work with her, take the rest of the day off. I was in my bed, cried hours, cried, but it was shit. so good. We did past soul life. retrievals are big. They were. We did past lives. And saw what my fucking issues were through my past lives and lived through them. Got the shards of myself back. I had to tackle one of them. <laughs> it's not surprising. You're fucking tracks. Fucking ass running away from me. I was like, fuck you, bitch. And then oh. <laughs> my brain sees you with Peter Pan trying to soap his shadow back on. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was it got worse. It got worse. In the end, one of my past lives was like Here's my piece for you. And it was a huge ball of hope and love. And like, you're definitely going to be loved the way you need to be loved stuff. And I was like, I fought that for a solid 20 minutes. I was like, no, I don't want that. And Tiff's just sitting there holding space for me. Like, you know, you have to take it. And I was like, I don't fucking want to take that though. It's Jessica. She's a runner. She's a track star. Fucking high class. Yes, I am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Fuck. Not anymore after that spell. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you inwebbed yourself in, but. Fucking neither do I now. I think it's kind of fitting that it's going to come, come, you know, springtime for renewal and rebirth and all those wonderful things. You happy with yourself on that one? A little bit. Are you proud of you proud of that one, baby? You're happy with that. One. You sure? You want to mulligan on that one? And there's five point five thousand likes, five thousand taps of like we love you, fucking around and finding out. Yeah, <laughs> Sharon, just put in the chat why I don't fuck with spells. That shit I don't understand. I, I mean, I don't either. But I, anytime spirits told me to do something, it's always worked out for me in my life. Every time. Mm-hmm. It has always worked out. And the last time I dragged my feet on a spell with Hecate, I I paid for it. I gave too much of myself. My boundaries weren't good where she was like, you need to sit your ass down and pull in your energy. And she showed me exactly what to do. And I waited like a week or two on it and it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do just jump. <laughs> Sharon put in the chat, fuck it, feeling froggy. Andrea just jumps. By the way, we are not having any more frog comments there, Sharon. We're going to temper those down, ma'am. She's like, fuck you. Going on now. No, because Sharon keeps getting the whole, got to kiss a lot of frogs to find your prince. Oh. Yeah, and she brought it up again today. She she graced me with that. Sorry, she said stop sitting with frogs expecting a prince. Yeah, like definitely said sitting. She did not say anything else or mean anything else. She just sitting because just no, just sit with them for a while. So the thing about spells is Mm -hmm. that they don't work if they're not your own. I feel like now I can take some. It's like recipes. 
I can take a recipe from somebody else and follow it exactly and it will just be a recipe. Or I can take that recipe and I can follow my intuition and add this and take away that, double this and replace it with that. And I throw this in and then now it's mine. Mm -hmm. And so you'll see something you'll, people on the internet like to tell you that you're wrong uh, about mm -hmm. a lot of stuff. No, and, can't relate. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is, and I use the example in my Everyday Magics workshop about the tea, is that if I need focus and I don't have focus, then I will stir clockwise to draw in focus because that's what I'm lacking. If I have focus, but I'm in a distracted environment, then I will stir my tea anti-clockwise, counterclockwise, Wittershins, to dispel the distractions. They both achieve the same outcome. I just, I personally did, you pick which one works. And so not everything will work for every situation every single time. And I scry in the milk, Andrea scries in the steam. So the point is, is if she's trying to look in the, the water, the liquid, and can't see anything because she's literally, she's the forest for the trees, right? She needs to be watching the trees and she's looking at the forest. And for me, it's the other way around. So it's this, it's these parameters in which you work in. And then there are things passed down like eat this berry, don't eat that berry. Mm -hmm. Boil this leaf first. Uh, that one stinging nettle you can eat, that stinging nettle will make you feel like you're being amputated for the rest of your mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. So there are things that come down that are like, okay, this is a hard and fast rule for a reason, but then everything else is a gray area. So mm -hmm. that kind of, nobody would ever give me that kind of candle magic ever because it doesn't, it's, it's, it, I push away from that. Like my instinct is like, mm -hmm. now I may get the same, I may be given a spell that has the same effect, but it won't be presented that way. So I'm not, I don't judge Andrea for the way that she works with Hecate. I will learn from her and go, oh, that's right. I forgot that Soilo amplifies magic. And so now I take that forward. I love doing that. Like for bringing in attractions and bringing something to me in a gentle way, paint candles are the way I go for bringing back my own personal magics, my own personal powers, black candle. They showed me this just two weeks ago, week and a half ago. It was again, they were like, Hey, see this almost half this empty candy hole candle holder you have. It's a burned down candle. And they were like, you're going to burn a black candle in here and it's going to pull back all your power. And they, told me what to do. I was like, okay, cool. I grabbed a couple of them just in case I fucked one up and broke it on the way. Cause I don't use broken candles in my spell work at all. I will not, I will just throw them away. I could absolutely melt them down and use them for something else if I ever had time, but I do not. So I can always start a little fund for broken candles if anybody needs. Anywho, I took both two black candles home, burned it that night, felt great. Great. Help me set a whole bunch of boundaries, help me let go of a bunch of shit then people that were bugging me and help me handle a lot of things in life that had a lot of anxiety behind them, just nice and chill. I'll be damned if they're not having me look at it again now though. I have the second candle sitting in the candle holder still. And I'm like, I should burn that soon. I should light that tonight when I get home. I should absolutely light that when I get home. And I know I should. I won't tonight because I have to go to a birthday party after and I won't be back till late and that's not safe. But yeah, I'm probably going to be burning that tomorrow, Thursday night. Absolutely. Yep. And every time I go to light it, I'll be damned if they're not giving me the words. Oh, see, that's so cool. A couple weeks ago, I was cleaning my bedroom and it was absolutely Hecate and Nyx who came in close and were like, you need to clean your space. And I was like, all right, let's clean the space. Started picking it up and my ADHD was suddenly quiet and not making cleaning my room feel like it was a monumental task. So I started vacuuming, picking up clothes, folding, laundry, all of it, like getting things organized, right? And I found myself saying the same incantation as I was walking around my room. It was something about, hear me hands of time. 
um, speed up something and bring to me what is mine. Ooh. Yeah. Can I remember it now? No, but I was saying it for a solid half hour as I was cleaning the room and I was just jiving with this little like Yeah. So Rhiannon said you can crush your nettle and rub the juice on the stings. Hello, KS72. And Michelle says space spell work is space work. Spell work is like art. We all have the subject of a fruit bowl. The medium is our discretion. Yeah, and then it's our intentions. What do we want to bring in? And how do we naturally operate? If my energy naturally flows in this particular manner, I can flow with it or I can flow against it. And so understanding that it also doesn't, like you, you didn't you didn't sit down and you didn't write this big in, incantation and you didn't set this giant intention and you didn't go to your altar and you, you didn't, you just did the things. And it just came to you and you just do 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 around and, and you did the stuff. So it also doesn't have to be a gigantic production. I think that we get that idea from media that it's this or and maybe from pop culture. Um, but it doesn't have to be chalk circles and candles and salt and, you know, all that. There, I'm, there's a time and a place for everything. Right. But like the stuff we utilize day in and day out, I, I don't. See, I think it goes to <clears throat> how it makes you feel because without that feeling behind any kind of intention or manifestation, any spell isn't going to work. You need the feel behind it. So when it comes to like big jazzy rituals, those are my favorite because they make me feel powerful. And I love like throwing some alcohol on a fire and everything just going like and seeing that come into manifestation but that also you have to be careful with your intentions because there's a line that is drawn with what you intend either being too desperate to get it or being too aloof and completely forgetting about it you have to have a nice balanced line with your intention and manifestation for it to be useful do you think the performative nature of social media does anything affects spell work or um practitioners or connection things like that i think it's a wonderful way for people to see how other people practice but i also feel that there's a big comparison component that I did exactly what you did and it didn't work and I don't understand why. And I find that can be detrimental and people will just be like, eh, I'm not going to do it anymore. That's not the point. It's to essentially cherry pick what you like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's great for inspiring people to find what part is sparkly, shiny for them. What part goes, Ooh, now that I can do. Like um, Tiff sent me a fantastic video on chaos magic, and it's very similar to what both of us practice. It comes down far more to the intention, the feeling, but also the letting go of it all. I like to stack spells. Yeah. So I'll do one after one after one after one after one, all in the same place. And then I will release them to the ether, to the environment safely, cleanly as they, as they need to be. When it's, when it feels like it's time to let it go, I'm like, okay, now we let go. I've built up enough and now we let it go. Half the time I forget about it and then it comes right into being. And it's so nice that I can be like, oh, there, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I also know I work really well with pen on paper. The moment I write something down, it becomes like law. See you later, Mary. Thank you. Was that Doctor Who episode where Amy's reading the book and everything that she's reading is happening and then River gets really upset because because she's reading it's happening. And mm -hmm. and, and and so like I do that, lottery tickets or test results or things that maybe nobody's looked at before. It's that Schrodinger's cat. Anything is possible until the first person puts their eyes on it. And so it's, it's the converse. 
once you put it out there and you put your eyes on it, it has now solidified into matter. So what Charity talked about the last time um, she and I were together. Antoinette, hi. I know, she's here. Hi, Antoinette. Welcome. Oh, no. Nope, can't hear you. Fun. Technology is so fun on this planet. I love it. So people are talking in the chat about how they're using it too. Um, they speak it into existence, the blowing their breath, either blowing life into it or blowing it away from me. And then Michelle was saying they leave out the putting intention into each ingredient and part, which I think is true. Everything should feel good and right to you when you're using it. Yeah. For example, um, in my weird logical brain, I used water for a spell the other day because I wanted to communicate to outside sources. So I used water's natural ability for memory and the way that it communicates all over because water is in everything to speak my manifestations into the water and then send it out into nature so that way it can spread over the entire earth and spread my message. Like yeah. my weird brain loved that idea where somebody might not have thought of being able to do that. Yeah. One thing I love is air magic. I love air and fire magic. Those are my favorites. See water and earth magic don't make sense to me. They feel sluggish and slow to me. I like quick and fire and air always feel me to me. They feel right for my energy and, you know, cosmos chaos energy. Absolutely. I will pull on that. We'll fuck with that all day long. Now, what I like to do is just nice and quiet by myself, walk outside and start talking to the air. And I trust the air to carry my message to the ears of those who need to hear it. Same thing with fire. Fire exists in so many different forms, even if it's just like, ba bam. And like the, uh, I hate to say it. I don't want to say it like this. You know, people have tantrums, that passion, that fire inside. That is fire for me too. The excitement aspect, that's fire for me. Um, ast astrological events. That is cosmos for me. I trust those energies to bring to people my name, my voice, my teachings, so that they can get the knowledge and what they need and be drawn to sweet release healing, to learn, to grow, to expand, to use their gifts on their own, not to be trapped here, but just to get what they need. Yeah. Hi, Tate. Another really interesting thing I just read the other day when looking into my chaos magic. And I'm just trying to bring points to different ways different things can be utilized. Um, death magic. Which I am not saying we're going to go and sacrifice like living beings. That's not at all what it was about. Oh, you never let me have any fun. I know. I know. <laughs> But it was actually sacrificing habits mm. as a death energy and being able to utilize that with my chaos magic. And I thought to myself, like, oh, my God, I never would have put two and two together. I have a lot of bad fucking habits that I need to get rid of. That's perfect. I've seen that in working with Lilith. <laughs> Like a lot where people say you have to sacrifice something to work with Lilith. And usually she wants what doesn't work for you anymore. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. Hmm. Antoinette, did that work? Can you hear me? Yeah, we do. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I know technology is fun on this planet. 
How do you ev or everyone determine who to do spell work with and through? Whoever wants to play plays with me, like, I'm cool. <laughs> I've had things come across and not know who it is that told me how to do what I did. It's, it's always Hecate for me. And sometimes with a Nyx backup. Usually when spirit comes up for me, it's like, hey, we're going to do some automatic writing. Put your pen down on paper. What about you, Jenny? Who you work with? Um, Carnunos is the big one. And which is probably not a surprise to anybody. And um, a lot of it, I don't know, like Antoinette, I don't know who, but like I'll get that that intuition and I'll just follow it. Do, you, do I do this or this? Okay, great. So I don't see things. I'm like, it's time to do X, Y, and Z. And I'll just start grabbing things until I find the things that are like, feel good. Um, and then start working that way. I wonder how much of that is from like ancestors. Mm hmm you know, I was thinking, so I was doing a bit of research on the word witch and witchcraft. And um, the first recorded use of it was in Alexander, mm, Alfred the Great's Chronicles. So what, late 1800s, 1880, 1890. Uh, and it was used um, derogatory, of course. And then the rest of the time of the language throughout history, it's been assigned to people and less of a uh, term used by people and um there was a conversation in another discord a couple months ago about this okay great so if we don't want to use witch which i don't because it, it never has felt right um i don't use witchcraft because that doesn't feel right for me uh, it just doesn't and so i was thinking one person said folk practitioner and then i listen have listened to hosier's album on repeat and then uh i'm like okay great but whose folk practices do i get to use yeah i use my grandparents you know the ones right here but um you know i've got this connection to all these past lives and all these people i've uh, you know but do i get to use theirs too like is it acceptable for me to use a practice that i didn't grow up in or around mm -hmm. even though i so innately have an understanding and a desire for it so it's like it's part of an identity crisis a little bit and i understand that that's there's a whole lot of privilege and colonization that goes around it i acknowledge all of that um but i also wonder while i was uh cleaning the kitchen before this i also wonder if some of that stuff isn't both ancestral and prior experience and I would be really interested in what y'all think. Both. Both. You're pulling on past habits and past peoples. And what's worked for them and what hasn't. And bringing it into a new age of now. I definitely have had a memory of a specific past life that I think certain meanings come from. But I've also kind of wondered about the ethical part of them because I'm like, in this life, I don't have any direct ever. <laughs> I don't get caught in an ethical thing with mine because it's candles and jute rope and fire and air it's the cosmos i f i feel like i'm honoring my people my starseeds nation with that because let's remember the god of the forest turns and looks at me but honors me but won't actually work with me I'm allowed yeah. to be there with permissions because I give due respect and I clean and I help wherever I can. But I know damn well I'm a visitor. Yeah. Like I'm a guest. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that, you know, I use that name, but it, this particular entity, I also believe in the, like the, the, the oneness theory or the, the myth of oneness where they're all the same thing. They just go by different faces. 
You know, so you also see him as Pan and you see him as all of these different like horned or antlered gods. And so you get these different perspectives. Mm -hmm. So it makes me wonder that as long as I am acknowledging that there is some separation between this current life and the past life. Um, I mean, like he came to me. So this is one of those things that I didn't go do the thing like, um, but, you know, just being respectful that I don't have the full understanding of all of the pieces. And I'm just working with a tiny little bit of information that I remember. Mm. I think being respectful is the number See, one. I find that interesting because I'm trying to think if at any time during any of my spells, would I have hit any other cultural areas? And I'm honestly not even sure because if I just go by intuition, I just follow the steps that they tell me to take yeah and i think i think the reason something that comes up is you know um white sage which for the most part mm -hmm. i think a lot of practitioners have stopped using white sage and um palo santo like we've acknowledged that this isn't ours to use it's over farmed it's under um underpaid like it's not that's not our lane fine you know stop um, and I just, it kind of makes me wonder if there are other areas, um, you know, that also has this space. Um, but I guess it's those in indigenous creators and practitioners, it's their voices. They'll tell us, right? Mm -hmm. Like my job is to listen and to amplify and not go, well, bleh, right? I don't find myself drawn to those practices at all. I have a piece of Palo Santo that someone gave me that has an inscription on it and I have no intention to burn it. I want nothing to do with it. I'm like, oh, that's pretty. And it was a nice gift. And it sits on my shelf. That's literally it. When people have given me um, the, you know, the bundles of sage, I'm like, that's pretty. And I put it off to the side. I would much rather burn a bundle of juniper, cedar, that's from my area and works and grows here naturally. I will absolutely use that instead, but I just naturally lean for it. Yeah. That's interesting. So it was interesting to me when I, when I found myself naturally leaning away from those and toward other things, and it started coming up with the big controversy of, Hey, this is, a closed practice. This is over farmed. You're destroying the habitats. I was like, Oh shit. No wonder I didn't want it. Yeah. I was doing my typical thing of feeling it ahead of time. I see. like I've had the experience of knowing um, indigenous people from all over North America and um, my tribe doesn't specifically partake of things like sage or um, sweet grass. But those things have been gifted to me. And so because they were gifted to me by those people, I was able to use them until I didn't have them anymore. Um, but yeah, mm. I, I definitely, I am so acutely aware of close practices and, and ethical standpoints like that because I have to be, because I walk in these two very separate worlds. I think that's really cool. So, Antoine, is there? Oh, sorry. That's all I was saying. Oh, Antoine, is there? You know, as you're walking this space, are there things that you pay attention to um, for like guidance or direction or boundaries? I have come to find that for me specifically, a lot of those intentions that I put out there are coming to fruition here on this land um so this land my people have been on since pre-colonization honestly we don't know how long we've been here but a very long time and i'm very thankful that i get to live here and that i get to have that ancestral connection to the land because i can feel it it is something very palpable to have that kind of connection to the land you're on but like just the other day, it was funny. I, I 
drove to the field with my dad and I kept hearing this word aster for like a month. I'm like, I don't know what that is. And we drove by it. I'm like, what is that? So we took a picture of it for that app that tells you what it is. And that's exactly what it is. And I was like, I had no idea. The same thing happened mm-hmm. with the pepperweed and with the wild lettuce. And I was like, I want edible plants to be here. And this summer, edible plants everywhere. <laughs> so I love cool. I love that beautiful, natural, intrinsic witchcraft. That's my favorite. And regardless of if you call it witchcraft or not, or intentions or manifestations, it's the intentional use of energies through your magics to bring into fruition what you want, what you will. Say that again. That was a beautiful definition. The intentional and intrinsic use of energies and magics to bring in what you want. I love that. And what you will. I have a question for all of you ladies, because you all have gorgeous hair. So for, for indigenous people, our hair is super important. It's a connection to our ancestors, to the spirit world, to even who we are and to our own energy. And like they did, they did this kind of experimentation on these soldiers where they did cut their hair and they couldn't track anymore. And once their hair grew in, they could track again. And I've read about other practices that involve the hair, like the braiding, braiding like spells into it, things like that. Do you guys do any of this kind of stuff? Because I think I do inten- unintentionally every day. That got me a little misty. Because when my life was coming to an end as I knew it, when I was done being someone's wife and only defined as someone's mother, and COVID had taught me all it needed to, I chopped my hair. I cut it. I cut my hair. At the end of, you, know, you got to start over. The last thing we've heard was with COVID. When COVID ended and I was done being someone's mother and I was done being defined only as someone's mother and someone's wife, I chopped my hair and it was a super emotional journey for me because I was defined by my hair. And for almost two years, I kept chopping it over and over again. I would let it get a little long and then I would cut it right back off again because I had not found me yet. So when you talk about them not being able to track anymore, I lost me a lot. And in regrowing my hair, I have found me again. This is the best version of me that has ever existed. And I love that I am growing my hair with this version of me at the same time. I don't know why this is so emotional for me. It's just hair. Like, really? I know it's not just hair. I know. I so feel that because I did something very similar. It's really interesting. Because uh, Sharon said her hair holds onto energy and memory. And I agree with that. You think about, we go through, you know, I want bangs. And the hairdresser's like, do you? Or are you just having a rough time and you need to get rid of that memory, right? Do you? Or are you trying to be somebody else? That is one of the quickest and easiest ways that we get to cosplay as someone else is by changing our hair. I'm not saying that every hair choice is a cosplay. I'm just saying it's one of the quickest ways to make an external change. I use my hair um, as a shield and and warding. Um, I will braid it some days. Um, I wear it in a bun on top of my head. And I, when I do that, I, I always feel better when it's down, even if it's dirty and bratty and whatever, I still feel better when it is down and around me. So I do too. And it makes sense 
Andrea, that that would have been a point in time that you felt that was the time to do that. Because for us, culturally, it is during times of loss and great mourning that we do cut a large amount of our hair. Like when a very close relative dies, that's something that we do within the confines of the rest of the ritual that we do as well. And it really, it is kind of like a finality of that ritual, of that letting go, of that process. This hair now that I have, and this is going to get very deep, and I want to trigger warning people on this one. This hair I have now has only ever known full consent. Oh. This hair I have now has only ever known me as a pure, independent being. As a boss, as a woman who holds her own, as a woman who has had full choice in her life. This hair now only knows me as the purest version of me. The only part of my hair that's ever been dyed is those pieces in the front that remind me, and I keep them there as gray to remind me of my age, what I've been through of my time on this planet and it's only right there in the front the rest of my hair is all my natural color all of it is just natural virgin hair but I keep that in the front to remind me of where I've been of what I'm not going back to of what my experience and age has taught me and like someone just said in the chat your hair now holds all of that power Which goes back to the very beginning when you said, I, when I pull out stray strands, I drop them in this spell jar. Every time I protect them. They're my sacrifice. They're my pieces of me. That I give up willingly, willingly for my spells. Man. Oh, Sharon says she drops hers when she goes into nature. That made me feel some kind of way. That's awesome. Yeah. The whole. Yeah. You know. So Sally Crow has that book, um, Elemental Witchcraft, and it's fantastic. And one of the parts I really liked was when you are working with different elements, especially water, you give of them your sacred waters. So like your saliva, your tears. And you give it to the water that you're working with, the natural water, as a way of introducing yourself. Because you're giving them back what they have given you. And that has been so interesting to me because I've, you know, you previously are taught, don't spit, that's gross, that's a disgusting habit, you know, and it, you're told not to do that stuff. And now, when I take just a couple drops, and I introduce myself to the water. I feel like it knows me now. <laughs> like you feel that like bubbly, happy rush come up. That's like, hey, how you been? I'm like, hi, hello. I didn't know you were you, but hi. And it's such a beautiful thing. It's interesting that you say that. I was watching a creator on TikTok that I've following for a long time, Asinabe, and he's Ojibwe, and he was talking about the spirits of the woods where he lives, the spirits of the trees and the water and the rocks and everything, and that hit home for me because he was talking about how if you're not from here, it's not surprising if they don't recognize you you have to earn their trust and I think that's what it is for me and why this big pool with nature especially lately is because I know that the nature here remembers me recognizes me and calls me
and it knows your people, and it will know your daughters and their daughters, and etc. and etc. They knew you before you got here. And what's interesting too is one of the things that we do, but I know a lot of other indigenous people do too, is like on a certain day after child's born, you take them and you introduce them to the sun. And that's when they get named and things like that. And so mm-hmm. I, I've told some people before, but um, flower is what mine actually means. Um, and it's pronounced Napap. And after getting out of a really difficult situation um, at the beginning of COVID, the first moon, first full moon that I witnessed and that I got pictures of was the flower moon. And I was like, that's my moon. And so that's why I call myself flower moon. <laughs> I love that. That's so pretty. <laughs> if you, um, would you share that Ojibwe creator in the um, TikTok media uh, whenever you come across one that you like um, so we can, so we can also have that resource? Thanks. Look at us sharing our witchcraft and how we do things. How beautiful and magical this world is. I love it. You know, one of my mentees actually said she was there in the mentorship because she wanted to embrace more of the everyday magic of this world that she lives in. And I was like, damn, if I'm not writing that down word for word. Because realistically, that's what we do. We embrace it. We live here, regardless of whether we're technically from here or not. Yeah. We're learning about how the energies of this world works by making it our own and sharing so openly with each other. Think about the information sharing, even a hundred years ago, um, especially free uh, food and drug administration. Think about how how did this plant will kill you, but this plant will save you mm-hmm. how it evolved and developed and was shared and was not shared strategically. And, you know, that's just the transfer of information and how long it would take to get. And now we're just like, Hey, guess what? It's instantaneous. Not only that, but how much more open we can be about speaking it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I um saw this thing actually today on my Facebook page. There's a local community doing a witch walk where all the witches in the area are getting together. They're going to have readers. They're going to have vendors. They're going to sell their wares. <clears throat> and there was actually um, some people trying to stop it, yeah. obviously, out of fear. But the support they got from the local community, like, no, let them have their time. It was even being sponsored by the business association within the community because they were all small businesses getting together. It is so much more acceptable by people who don't even truly understand it yet now more than it ever was. Yeah. I just got warm fuzzies. So many warm fuzzies. So a couple weekends ago, I went with my dad um, to the woods, as we do on the first weekend in October. It's our it's our ritual, and I'm running around and I'm picking up feathers. I found three, and um, all legal for anybody for my NSA agent that's listening. Um, and I'm taking pictures of plants that I've never seen before, and I'm like, oh, this one's really cool. Oh, that one's really cool. And and I'm just I'm running around like that scene in the Michael J. Fox movie where they have to pee where he's like the country doc and they have to pee, but she's like, no, you can't pee in one place. You have to pee everywhere. And so they're running around peeing all over the place with the pig, with the pet pig. And I'm taking pictures and he's like, could you get, I'm going to leave you. Could you get in the side by side now? And so now I can see myself doing that and spitting on things. Hi, Patooey. Bye. Hi, Patooey. Bye. And just like, this has changed the way that I will be interacting with nature from now on. This has made me more excited to have well water. Yeah. (laughs) 
They don't know me. I'm rolling up in here for the very first time. You wouldn't walk in somebody's house and just sit down on the couch. You would let them know who you are first. Yeah. You're coming into their space. You have to introduce yourself. Be polite. You're a guest. Say hello. Now, as someone who feels like a guest just everywhere I go, I still feel like a guest in my home. And I'm like, damn it, I paid for you. And I continue to pay out the nose for you. And I'm still a guest here. You're fucking shitting me. I still anthropomorphize your house. Yeah. Your house its own entire being. Yes. She's wonderful. Cecilia is wonderful. She is. She's got her own mind for damn sure. I think she's got the hots for the handyman. She keeps making me call him. I'm like, bitch, this man is not our type. <laughs> tell you right now. He's a good friend, but he's not our type. No. She's like, oh, no, he's got a stable income. He's good with his hands. I know. She's like, I like the way he fixes me. I'm like, stop breaking down. So we have yeah, hit I, an hour. Huh? Oh, we've what? We hit an hour. We did it. Ta-da! Don't worry. We'll continue this conversation in After Dark. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to us. This has been another fantabulous and poignant and wonderfully fast episode of Sweet Release Healings <laughs> Roundtable. Thank you so much, Jenny, Tiffany, and Antoinette for coming in and sharing your expertise and your experiences. Thank you so much to share in our fantastic producer. Everyone have a beautiful evening. Love yourselves and love each other. Mwah.